It's the Locked On Flyers podcast for Wednesday, December 27th, your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high-quality content that thinks the Flyers could use this road trip to their advantage. I don't know. Road trips are hard sometimes, too. Yeah, we'll see what we think their goals should be for it, plus your mailbag questions all on today's show. Your Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, and thanks for making Locked On Flyers your first listen every day. I am Rachel Donner. You can find me on the app formerly known as Twitter at rmiriam. I'm here, as always, with Russ Cohen, who's on all your favorite social media apps at Sportsology. We are at Locked On Flyers on Instagram, Threads, Blue Sky, and Twitter as well. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. You can find us over on YouTube or on the SiriusXM app or anywhere you get your podcasts. Subscribe to get our latest episode as soon as it's available here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, Obviously, with the holiday and the Flyers not playing until Thursday, a lot of other teams start up again tonight they didn't even have to travel yet, I think, to be back. So uh, not a lot of stuff coming out from the Flyers. Uh, there was a small inkling that maybe things were changing over in Russia and that you know guys wouldn't be able to be uh, allowed to leave at all at some point. Uh, but I don't know, Just these things just say up in the air for so many reasons. And you can't really predict how things are going to be six months from now, let alone three or four years. Yeah. I mean, I do believe that Putin said what he said. And I do believe right now that, you know, guys aren't going to be able to leave. I believe that. Do I know how long he'll be in power or no? And you don't know when things like that will will change. So this is like three years down the line line that people are worried about. Like, stop worrying. Even if Kolosov gets held up another year, is not going to affect your organization. Just leave it be. Things will eventually work out. Uh, people will just jump in a gun. Oh, see, they should have. They should have gotten them. I told you they should have gotten them over. Yeah. Well, maybe they tried. Maybe the Flyers tried and just couldn't do it. Maybe they tried to make an offer and they didn't accept it. We don't know about these things. So it's easy to just throw out there in the ether that oh yeah, I told you you should have come over and whatever. You weren't going to get him anyhow. That was, you knew that when you drafted him, just leave it. Right. And and Kolosov, of course, being Alexei Kolosov, who uh, we talked about on the show recently, a goaltender uh, draft pick who we signed, but is on loan over in the KHL right now. Uh, turning our attention toward the immediate future and not the distant future, We have this road trip coming up uh, for Disney on Ice at the Wells Fargo Center. Happens every year, and so we always know it's coming. We go to Disney on Ice still. Honestly, I'm asking. I'm asking for the greater. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's fun for the kids. I like going to figure skating. I don't even know. I don't know any figure skaters are anymore. I used to know Scott Hamilton. I used to like. I I couldn't even name you the big figures. 
that's just a, a matter of paying attention if it's a sport you like. But Disney on Ice is different because that's for the kids. I imagine if they book for that many dates, people are going, right? I mean, that's what I have to. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, it is great for the kids. That being said, uh, for the flyers in that road trip that happens every year, um, you know, there's some immediate things going on with the flyers. And then there's some bigger picture issues going on in the overall cycle of the NHL season, which we talked about on yesterday's show a little bit. But in the immediate short term, I want to just like talk a little bit about what John Tortorella said after the last couple of games. You know, and if there's anything we can read into that on what to expect on this road trip. And um, we didn't have really a Torts post game against Detroit. Um, it wasn't one of the released interviews that they did. It was all players. Um, so it's kind of hard to tell from that. But he did talk a lot in the game against Nashville that they were lacking on the forecheck and that maybe they've swung too much in uh, scoring attempts in the rush direction when there isn't enough support there. And so they need to do a little bit more of the dump and chase and be active on the forecheck and be physical. I've been saying that all year, like literally all year. I'm glad they're finally saying it. Yeah. And it, it's, I do think it's understandable to a large degree because you've had, you had that dump and chase mentality for so long and sometimes you have to swing the pendulum so far in the other direction in order to break the habit. And then you got to find the happy medium. And I think this is where we're at is that the instinct right now is to try and score on the rush. But you have to be able to recognize when there isn't the right support or you're going to run into the a good defense on the other side that's just going to stand you up at the blue line, right? Yeah, I think it has to be more... Um player driven like you said and i do think it has to be awareness driven in the sense that if if you ever watch an nfl game they'll always say you know the quarterback's got to have like a clock in his head and know that you know if nothing's happening in four or five seconds someone's going to go sack him and he's got to move or do something i think the same thing could be said for defensemen that are pinching way too deep that if nothing's happening after three or four seconds you got to ease up because you got to know that maybe the puck's going to go the other way and you're going to get yeah. caught flat-footed. And I think that's really been the crux of the problem for me that we've talked about. And I think that's something where, yeah, you've got to have a little bit of a clock in your head. You know, I think it it dovetails with the Flyers' defensive strategy. If you want to be that effective defensively and stand the other team up at your blue line or, or get them in the neutral zone, you can't be thinking rush and everybody forward all right. the time. Right. So it can affect you defensively as well. Yeah. And and I think that's part of it, too. Yeah, it's definitely part of it. And I think there were times in the game, like if they want to do that, you know, early in the game because they feel like they could sting a team, that's fine. I think um, if it's a one goal game in the third period, you should never do it. Like, that's just me. I just don't, I don't see a sense in doing it if it's a tight game in the third period. But if you want to, like, spark your offense, sure. Over you down two goals, I get it. But otherwise, don't see it. Again, I think this is part of a team progressing, right? Oh. Is because you're so, you start with a team that has a lot of things that aren't working, right? And so you start tackling them and you get to a point where now you're fine tuning some of it. And this is just a natural progression, I think, of of getting better as a team is that you're going to 
make a mistake about going too far in one direction versus the other in terms of a strategy. And you figure out your right balance. You figure out how to instinctively know which strategy to use on a particular rush or against a particular team. And and I think that's just where the flyers are. And I think that's fine. I, I don't think it's something to to get tremendously upset about. I think it's just fine tuning and and making progress. Yeah, I think there's something to that. I think there's another thing though that I don't love that John does and that's like pulling the goalie with like two minutes to go. Like I don't think the Flyers are strong enough six on five defensively to protect their own end enough. And I just think that's it's not a good strategy for this team. It's a good strategy for a veteran team that's got a load of skill guys out there and one really rock solid defenseman that can do it, but I don't think they have the personnel to do it. That's just me, and I, I wouldn't. I would wait much longer. I, I don't like the two, the early early pull that he does. I, I think it depends on the team. Like you're right, it does work for a, a lot of teams, and it's worth it. The risk is worth it for a lot of teams, and yeah, it is interesting because the Flyers do have such a strong uh, penalty kill. But they're because of their power play issues, like when they're up, it's 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 like Clark Kent and Superman. It's almost like on a penalty kill, they're dressed like Superman, and on on the power play, they're dressed like Clark Kent. That's the that's really the issue here. Well, I don't know about that, but um, it's an interesting theory. There is so much more to talk about with this topic, including that NHL season cycle. Plus, like we're going to dig into the opponents and what particular goals that we want to set for them coming up next. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. They've got killer deals on last minute tickets and with their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over tickets and start getting excited for all the fun you'll have. My favorite part of the GameTime app is that it's amazing about those last-minute flash deals. Plus, they give you that all-important view from your seat. GameTime has deals on tickets right up to the start of events and even up to an hour after it starts. It is the place to find your last-minute tickets. Also, those tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you never have to dig through your email. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use the code locked on NHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem with the code locked on NHL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. On tomorrow's show, we will have a preview of the first game of the Western road trip against the Vancouver Canucks. And they are the first of four opponents that we're looking at uh, to start with on the west uh, side of things of this road trip. So we have the Canucks, the Kraken, the Flames, and the Oilers coming up, which is an interesting mix of teams in terms of, you know, how they look right now in in the season, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if they're catching them at a good good time or a bad time. It's hard to tell because everybody's coming back from the holiday break at the same time. You never know which teams are going to come back stronger or weaker than they should, right? So a lot of that has to do with coaching, not as much as about the players. I think a lot of it has to do with how you, the coach kind of gets the players prepared. So preparedness, I think, is a big deal. 
Yeah, I think so too. And the Flyers started off this season early against the Canucks and uh, and won, but the Canucks immediately turned it around yeah. um, and have had a really successful season uh, ever since then. It just seems like that game in particular was an anomaly for them. Uh, when you look at the the bigger picture here. And uh, I think that, you know, we'll dig into them more, but I, I would have even guessed or looking at last season inverted where the Canucks and Seattle would be this season, right? Yeah, it's interesting because I remember being in the locker room uh, for Vancouver because I wanted to see how Quinn Hughes was going to deal with it. New captain, right? And he held it. He, he was great. He was just like, look. We got to do this better. We got to do that better. This isn't the way we should play. And didn't, you know, worry about it that much, but didn't, you know, dismiss it either. I think that's been good for the team, honestly. And so, yeah, I think that's, you know, that's a big deal there. What's interesting about them is their their power play is like in the top 12 or 13, which you would expect. But the penalty kill is now very much improved for them at 77%. Um, it's still not anywhere near the top, but it's improved for them. Yeah, and I think that's good. And um, I think that it, it'll be a, a good way for the Flyers to just get right back into it up against a tough team. And then Seattle has some interesting uh, background to the game that the Flyers are playing up against them because it is their last game before the Winter Classic. And so there's a lot of buildup. Um, they've got the Road to the Winter Classic documentary going on. Um, you know, there's going to be those last minute questions about what do they have to do to win the winter classic and they've had mixed results. So there's there's a lot of pressure, I think, on the Kraken going into that game against the Flyers in particular. There'll be some pressure, um, but Dave Haxtell is pretty good at getting his team prepared in in circumstances like that. He's, you know, coached a lot of big games in college. He's had to get teams prepared. I think he will get them prepared for this because I do think coming back from the break, he's not taking it easy on anybody. I think we know Dave Axtell. So I think I think they'll be ready. Whether they win or not, who knows? But I think Seattle will be ready. Calgary, to me, has been just the definition of the mushy middle here. Yeah. Um, they, you know, are under 500. They have the same points total as the Kraken right now, playing one more game. Um, and I just, there's so many questions there, and there's so many people trying to figure out, okay, like what is going on here? What isn't like, why is this not working? It should be working. Well, I think a big thing is players aren't extending there and the players like Hannapin and such that aren't extending, they're going to get traded. So right now they're kind of like riding it out. They, they, they might be playing as well as they can or say they are, but in the back of their mind, they know that they're going to get traded. Like they know they're not staying there. So I think it's, a very difficult season for them. So I think they're vulnerable for sure. Yeah, I think that is definitely part of it. Um, and then the Oilers, who started off real rough, but who have been generally back on the horse, seven and three in their last 10. McDavid is scoring at McDavid level paces, yeah. uh, you know, unlike earlier in the season. And one good thing about this Oilers game for the Flyers is that sometimes when the Flyers go out west, they have the Flames and Oilers back to back, and they do not this time. There right. is a day in between. So I appreciate that. Yeah, I think on this one, 
definitely put Harden against the Oilers, which I'm sure is the plan. Don't let Urson have to face Dreisaitl and McDavid. Uh, they're going to have to score four in this one. Can they score four? I think that's the big question for the Oilers game. Um, I, I think th another big thing to this road trip is the cycle of the NHL season because we have two breaks, right? We have this holiday break yeah. and then we have the all-star break. And I feel like this is like a car and we're upshifting with each break, mm -hmm. right? Where, you know, you have your first couple of months of the season, they're just going along. And then after the Christmas break, you know, thing, things are, are starting to turn a little bit faster, right? And teams take it up a notch because they're realizing that, oh, we got to bank as many points as we can right now leading up to the All-Star break because then things really kick into the gear for the playoff races, right? So it, the Flyers have done very well. But when you're a team that's in a rebuild who's found some success like this, um, can you keep up with other teams as they sh upshift, right? Yeah, I think the issue with this one is everybody upshifts after the Christmas break because they all still think they're in it for the most part. And they right. have a couple of months before the trading deadline. The ones that don't want to get traded are going to try and make sure their team's getting a playoff spot. So I think everybody upshifts. I think, you know, after the deadline, we do see some certain teams that just slump. And that's why we start noticing right. the ones that are going to really uh, be top five draft teams because they just really fall out of it, right? So I don't think anybody intends on doing that after the Christmas break. So they all come back really hard because, again, in this league, even if you're in, you know, maybe there's one or two teams in this league right now that are out of it. But mathematically, you can make an argument for most every other team. So I think, you know, you get a, you know, they try pretty hard. Yeah, they do. And so I, I do think that this is just something the Flyers need to think about as they start this road trip, that the teams that they're facing, like everybody is just taking it up a notch yes. and they're going to have to compete harder. You know, they're going to have to work harder for everything they get. And, you know, I talked about fine tuning earlier. I think this is where some, you know, at some point, because I do think the Flyers don't have anything to lose here, because I think the expectation is everywhere and anywhere for this team, and that uh, they do have room to make bigger mm -hmm. errors here. They can take bigger swings and make bigger errors, and it's going to be okay, no matter what, because, like, I think trying is better than not trying. And, and so there's things that they can do. And obviously, the big item on the list is that power play, right? Yeah, the power play is number one. I mean, it, it's gotten to a level where it just doesn't work. And it doesn't matter if you want to tweet, hey, I think it's moving a little better or hey, this or hey, that. End of the day, it only matters if they score. That's it. And if they're not scoring, it's not working. And they're getting fleeting results. This, the whole power play, too, needs to be redesigned. You can't have Risto out there on the point. We've already pointed out that Ronnie Adder would be better at the point, but they're not going to bring him up because they don't want to sit one of the older defensemen, which I don't know why, but okay. Um, so this power play made limp all year. And the odd thing is, is if they really do stay in the playoff race, it's the thing that can derail them, and it's the one thing they can't fix, and it's the one thing that the coach is sort of staying away from. And it's like, you know, you're giving Rocky Thompson all this, all this rope, but – like you gave it to them all last year too. And I just think it's it's a mistake because again, 
Nothing frustrates a team more than a bad power play. And if they start to see uh, in tight games that they're losing because of the power play, and maybe that would be a reason they drop out of the playoffs, that's not going to play well in the room. Players are going to get very frustrated. Right. And that's why I'm like, you're playing with house money this season. So you might as well do all of this fixing and breaking and rebuilding of these systems this season, right? It's not so much the talent, it's the mentality. How do you attack it? They definitely don't get guys in front of the net enough. They definitely don't have somebody working the back of the net enough. Like there's times where you could do both of those things to try and really spark your power play. And we just don't see it enough. Yeah, I mean, there are some guys that do it, like Frost does it, and I think we miss Noah Cates, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, they miss Noah Cates, but guys do it, and they do it sometimes for that first 30 seconds, and then, poof, it goes away, right? And then they stop doing right, it. Right, right. And, you know, I think there's other things they can do in this portion of the season. Um, are they going to bring anybody on this road trip, for instance? Are they going to call up a forward, and is it going to be somebody to just sit in the press box, or are they actually going to use them? right? And that's that's a big thing, and and I that frustrates me because if you're going to take someone away from their team as a reward, like Lixell that they did, and play them one game, and really only because there was a sickness, it doesn't help the Phantoms, it doesn't help the player, it doesn't help you. So if they're not going to bring anybody aboard, or they're going to bring someone just to to scratch them, then that's where it should be Garrett Wilson or Rick Gardner or those guys, because then it really won't matter to the Phantoms as much. And so, but again, it doesn't help the team. Like this is where the coach has to be willing to, to do these things. And so far he hasn't really been willing to do it on a regular basis. Yeah. I I just think it'd be a really good opportunity in order to mix things up on the power play. Like we said, mix things up to get certain other guys going. Um, I think, you know, that that's all good stuff. And so, yeah, I, I just think this is the part of the season and this road trip is the beginning of that part of the season where they really should be like fine tuning and then fixing the one remaining big problem that the Flyers have. But in the meantime, we have some of your questions and we are going to get to them coming up next. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. Again, just like with the Giants game, I would tell you to bet the over with the Eagles because their secondary is just in shambles. And I think both teams are going to score high. Kyler Murray uh, is starting to pick up the pace for Arizona. So look for a high-scoring affair. So visit FanDuel.com slash on and get into the action this NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus national shows covering every league, including Locked On NHL. Go to Locked On Sports Today over on YouTube and subscribe. Your mailbag questions. Uh, Flyer Bob wanted to know, should they have pulled Carter Hart in the game versus Detroit? I mean, normally I would say yes if he had been playing all along, but he hadn't been playing all along. So he had to get the reps no matter how ugly it was. So I had to say they did the right thing by leaving him because he needed to actually play. Yeah, I think so too. And he pushed through. And 
had some great work the second and and third periods and the overtime as we talked about specifically. Um, yeah, I, I think you're right. It's a rare situation where the circumstances just say you got to push through and, and keep them in there. Brett wants to know what Metro teams are the Flyers' biggest competition right now and have the rivalries in the division changed? I don't think they've changed. I think it's um, still Rangers, Devils, Carolina, and um, and the Islanders right now. I mean, the Islanders are hot. Pittsburgh could always be there, but those, I think, are the main ones. You're going to have to outpace them. I, I don't know if it's like my geographic bias and proximity right now, uh, but it just feels like this Islanders rivalry is getting bigger because I think that the Islanders are a thorn in the Flyers' side. Um, and can be a spoiler. Like even when the Flyers are playing really well, mm-hmm. somehow the Islanders win some of these games. Mm-hmm. And I think the Islanders are now winning a lot more games than maybe they should be. Honestly, I mean they're playing better and, for the last two months. Yeah. So I I can see that logical. Yeah, I mean I I don't know if it'll it'll ever rise to anything kind of like you know the Flyers Rangers or Flyers Pens or something like that, but. I just feel like it is definitely a thorn that is getting bigger and more annoying as the season progresses. Um, Max wants to know, what is Travis Konechny's point total by the end of the season? 68. Uh, You're picking Yarmir Yager's number just out of... No, he had 61 last year and he got hurt. He's about as hot as he was last year. He usually misses a certain amount of games. So I think he'll miss fewer games. So I'm giving him a few more points. Uh, So that's where I'm going. Yeah, that is very specific. I was going to say between 65 and 70, but uh, you are more precise than I uh, in this prediction game. Uh, Tyler has a really good question, actually related to the conversation we just had about goals for the road trip. Um, asking, uh, you talked about trying to get Cam Atkinson going again. Is it worth mixing up lines and potentially other chemistry in order to do that? I think a little bit. I think it's worth it because. The upside of Cam is greater than the downside of maybe a little bit of disarray at the beginning of that. Because right now, yeah, 17 points, you need more. He's not even, he's right about a half a point a game. And he could be better than that. And I think to spark him is more important if you want to have a run here. Yeah, I think that's the question, right? Is if you want to actually work toward this run, you're going to need more contributions from your top nine. Right. And I think like at this point, like Joel Farabee could play with anybody and be totally fine. So like moving him around is not an issue. And and, but like you don't want to put Atkinson and Tippett on the same line, for instance, because they're going after the same kinds of plays. Right. Right. But it's just it's all over the board for him right now. Like he had six shots against Washington. Then the next game he had no shot, two shots. Then the next game, no shots. Last game, one shot. It's just all over the board. I I don't think at this point, besides him struggling, that he's really comfortable with anybody. Right, right. And I don't know, like maybe you move him up on the top line with Coots for a little bit just to give him some stability. That's where the harm to the other lines comes into play, I think. But I also think those other guys can adjust a little bit They should be able to. And, And if it's temporary and they can move him back once he's gets going that that is a, another issue as well so i do think it's possible and it's worth considering yeah last question uh asfers 
uh, is the YouTube username. What Flyers prospects are in the World Juniors Tournament? I know Bonk is on Team Canada, but I didn't know if there was anyone else. Well, I mean, Cutter Goche got a nice primary assist against Norway. Um, Siernak looked good. I don't know if he had any points in that first game, just to be honest. I woke up in the third period, and I haven't reviewed the video on that yet. Um, but I will in the coming days. But but he, I saw some nice highlights, and he was skating well. And so I think those are the, you know your two that you have to look forward to, and 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 they look good. They're key parts of the team. Yeah, of course, uh, Cutter Gautier on Team USA and Alex Sirnik on Team Slovakia, both Flyers prospects. So those are our three in the tournament. Yeah, uh, with bon- Oliver Bonk on Team Canada. You're not going to notice him a lot of games because he's not going to put up a lot of points. But he is the kind of guy, if you don't notice him and you just see him carrying the puck once in a while and they mention his name, then he's doing a good job. Right. Well, that is a good transition to the end of our show, uh, as World Juniors will be part of tomorrow's episode where we'll get a little more in-depth in the World Juniors results so far and how those Flyers prospects are doing. We will be previewing Flyers versus Canucks as well. As a reminder, we always want to hear from you. So if you've got mailbag questions you want us to answer on the show, you can send them to us via Twitter at LockedOnFlyers. You can email us at LockedOnFlyers at Gmail or comment over on YouTube. I am Rachel. I'm on Twitter at rmiriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. I'm Russ. I'm at Sportsology, S-P-O-R-T-S-O-L-O-G-Y. Have a great day.